0: From a tiny acorn grows a giant tree. It's a cliche. Many entrepreneurs use it as a mantra. When it comes to the new world of weed, that tiny seed might not have room to grow when it's planted in urban areas, so why not grow weed indoors and horizontally? That's what Trella Technologies has figured out, and their co-founder and CEO, Asia Nicole Atwood, joins me in studio next in part one of a three-part series of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Welcome to this edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, a podcast that can be found on C-Suite Radio, CLNSmedia.com, as well as the ProCannabisMedia.com network, and of course, all leading podcast distributors out there. That includes iTunes and Spotify and a whole bunch of other people. You get that. And we are also doing a live the tape recording a video recording of this for the weed tube pro cannabis media's new youtube channel please check it out subscribe like share and all that neat stuff and in fact we expect you to subscribe so you don't have to look for it anymore it just comes to you it's a whole new world of technology out there isn't it it certainly is and we welcome in a very special guest her name is asia nicole atwood and she is the ceo and co-founder of Trella Technologies from Bourne, Massachusetts, Asia. Great to meet you.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: And I drove right through Bourne this past week. Did you? <laughs> of course I did, because I was on the Cape like the entire world was yeah, on the yeah, Cape yeah, at some yeah, point yeah, over yeah. the 4th of July, right?
1: Excellent. We were glad to have you. Did you stay on the Cape, or did you go to Martha's I stayed venue? on the Cape,
0: and I waved bye. All right. And I said hello <laughs> and goodbye. I, I stayed overnight, and no, I did not move on to Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket. Yeah. Come on. Just, just making sure. No, 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 but I think you think maybe I should be hanging <laughs> out there. I, I can understand. <laughs> Asia, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into what Trello Technologies is. Um, Where did you grow up? How did you, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, your story, and um, of course, Northeastern University too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm a Northeastern University graduate, um, mechanical
0: engineering degree. How does a woman get into engineering? Because as you know,
1: that's not typical. It is not typical. Usually it happens when you see someone that looks like you doing something different and you go, hey, I can do that. Too. There was right. a, there a visual example that you know stimulated that thought for me, and um, I was always good at math and science. I was the tinkerer in the house. Um, single, fi- you know, single mother. And where did you grow up? Phil-
0: South Philadelphia. Oh boy. Okay. South Philadelphia. I was in, the yeah. worst sports fans in America. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're violent. <laughs> Terribly violent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the Broad Street Bullies. Yes. <laughs> I-
0: you read about those them in the history books because yeah. you were not around <laughs> yeah. when Dave Schultz was pummeling my big bad Bruins, no, okay? No, I've heard stories. Okay, heard good. Stories.
1: Uh, but no, I <laughs> grew up in South Philly, uh, but uh, left Philadelphia and uh, went to Northeastern University and kind of have been in the Boston area um, ever since. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, decided that my, my math, my science, and the, the fact that I like to tinker were probably a good thing for me to move into engineering, um, but quickly found that I wasn't the typical engineer. And in typical, I mean the the Dilbert cartoon that you can, you know, picture in your mind a bunch of engineers sitting in cubicles Mm -hmm. um, doing their own little part of the machine, whatever they're working on. Um, I had that experience uh, at Raytheon for a few years and uh, experienced that that was not the type of engineer I wanted to be. I I like being more active with people. um, Even though I'm an engineer, I had a little bit of people skills that I could develop. So I got into um, what's called risk engineering, Mm -hmm. and that's going around to different locations, uh, commercial properties, manufacturing sites, uh, power plants, utility companies, to figure out if there was a fire or a natural catastrophe of some sort, how bad would that, that be, and what can we do from an engineering perspective to alleviate it from happening in the first place? Hmm. Um, so that involved a lot of uh, consulting, travelling, meeting different people and that really helped to refine my, you know, people to people, one on one skills mm-hmm. um, while still being an engineer. Um and then I decided that hey, I think I really want to do my own thing and, and be an entrepreneur, so I had a couple of bats at that, and then Trello Technologies is is bat number three.
0: All right, well, let's talk about Trello Technologies. Um, I've teased it a little bit (laughs) in our opens and what have you. Tell us about how it started and why it's so important, really and truly, um, for the future of our world, to be honest, based on what I read about this.
1: Oh, thank you. That's awesome for you to pick up on. Um, Yes. I went to
0: Tufts, by the way, so I'm not, you know, just a pretty face. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um,
1: Yeah, so uh, it kind of came from my 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 learning experience about cannabis um, Mm -hmm. as a uh, not just a recreational plant. You know, in in high school, college, Mm -hmm. use it recreationally, but it never really understood the benefits of the plant until I started having some medical issues with my own. I was an athlete. during, you know, even after college, uh played women's tackle football for three years. Whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. <laughs> I, as soon as you said <laughs> you were an athlete, I was going to say, what you, what you, I, I didn't want to, you know, yeah. guess,
0: but uh, I would not have guessed tackle I know. football.
1: Yeah, yeah. 50 pounds uh, heavier and uh, probably about 10 years ago. Um, I played only for three years, loved it, um, but it was uh, busy. You, you, we all, all the women in the league, had full time jobs of some of some nature, but we traveled and we would play teams in other it's states. In
0: the, the pride is it? Is it the what's the name? What was the name of the team? There's a local, so there's, there's a, a Massachusetts team. Yeah, there's the Ernie's um, involved with this. Some, he huh? used to be the, yeah. that. Was
1: the Boston Militia? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and now they are the uh, Boston Renegades. Okay. Oh, that's and, a
0: ripoff of the soccer team. I just want you to know because that's <laughs> my game. All right. And they were around in the '80s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. But I'm yeah, sorry.
1: owned by a great friend of mine, um, and and a couple, and, and another woman. So uh, it went from Ernie to to now all women ownership. Nice. Um, and uh, the so the Boston team is is women owned. The, the league is run by a bunch of different teams throughout different states. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was playing, we were Mass- Massachusetts Mutiny. The Mutiny. Is okay. We were called. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, that was it. Was a great time. I was a running back. Um, yeah, fifty pounds
0: heavier, and just took, up just took, took a beating. How in the world eating. did you come on? You engineer? Wait, science, engineering, and tackle football. Yeah, my I, boss wasn't happy. No, I guess he was <laughs> not. I mean, did you come to work every day? I mean, that's just crazy.
1: I came to work with a cast on my hand and had to climb ladders, roof ladders, with a cast for about three months. So that
0: was, wow. That, was, that wow. was a little bit. But, yeah so you're an athlete we understand the competitive nature of sports mm-hmm. and some of the positive things that sports does oh, teach yeah. us all yeah. and I'm guessing that when you start a company um, you have to have a game plan mm-hmm. right yep and then you implement that game plan so uh, take me through the beginnings of trello technologies a little bit because I know there's a co-founder in there too
1: right right so um, the issue that I was having growing my own so I was growing my own cannabis oh. since I had my you know me- some physical medical issues card. I had yeah. a medical card yep. growing my own cannabis yeah. but at that time I was also managing um, engineers from uh, Maine all the way down to to D.C., so I was traveling a lot, Mm -hmm. and um, I could figure out how to uh, automatically control the temperature, automatically control the humidity when I'm away. When I'm away, I could could take care of the lights, have a mechanism that go on and off, That's settled. But the one thing I couldn't figure out while I was away was how to control how high the plant grew, make sure it didn't grow out of control, uh, overtake my lights above. Right. So... um,
0: And it can be a fire hazard, too, if it's not done right. And we've already seen a lot of examples of idiots out there, you know, (laughs) trying to grow 180 plants in their basement. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, You do
1: have to be smart about your growing. Yes, you do. Yeah. That's right.
0: It's a living thing, by the way. Yep, exactly. Even though it's a weed, it's a living thing. It's a living thing. I
1: agree 100%. Yeah.
0: Did you Um, ever talk to your plants, Kyle? I always. Oh, you do? Yes. Yes. I know a lot of people (laughs) who do this. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Always, and they talk, and they talk to me like I'm George, sure they, White, like George sure Washington
1: they, Carver said. He said, "The plants talk, and I listen." And that was his gift. And that's they, how he received, them among
0: now. other gifts that he gave back to us exactly, too, based exactly. on what I remember from my history at yep. Tufts University. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I do tend to interrupt. By no, the way, that's okay. Okay, that's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> but I, I was saying. So I I this was an issue that I couldn't. That I couldn't find on the market, so um, we, we I was transitioning out of another startup and looking for another idea, something else to do, mm-hmm. and I wondered if there's a if if this hasn't been done before, is there a way that we could do it? So I approached my co-founder, Andres Third, III, um, and we call him Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, Dre and I went to North- Northeastern University together. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I contacted Dre and said, hey, I wonder if this is something that we can figure out. And he loves new, innovative ideas. He's done, um, He's a patent king. He's a patent king, yeah. <laughs> Very creative yeah. Um, and just an awesome, awesome brain um, in, inside of that head. Uh, so I figured, and we work well together. So yeah. I figured if there's a way that, we we can come up with something yep so we started out with just um uh brains well first thing is we we did is we took a pause and we said is there a market for it because just because we think there's an idea here doesn't mean that there's actually a market for it right and I ran into a um, an angel investor um, who said, you need to develop your pitch deck before you even start right. creating your first prototype.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. So tell us your vision first <laughs> in pictures, right. and then we'll see if we want to write you a check right. to implement it yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and develop it. Yeah,
1: um, and I'm glad that he did that. He made us pause uh, because what happened is I, I took a step back and looked at the overall indoor farming industry as a whole. Um, and uh, got into the vertical farming industry where people are actually stacking multiple levels of, of plants, one on mm-hmm. top of another. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen this. I know a friend of mine that I grew up with has a dispensary down in Bridgewater, mm-hmm. Alternative Compassion yep. Services, yep. and uh, they have a stacking. Yep, uh, arrangement. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but the thing that I found with that stacking arrangement is you're limited by height um in those situations as well so just as as i'm limited by height in my basement where i grow my you know several plants yeah under 12: under 12 plants under 12 The vertical farming industry is also limited by height as well, uh, and the, everything that I could see were short plants like you know greens, lettuce, short cannabis strains. Yeah. You know they, I'm sure they can only grow a certain variety of strains or certain strains that they can't grow because they're just too vegetative and they would overtake their space. Right. Um, so I said, hey, this is a solution, not just for me in my, my basement. Um, but also a solution for the vertical farming and indoor farming industry as a whole.
0: Yeah, and indoor farming is really interesting. First of all, never in a million years being, you know numb when it comes to science and technology really and truly i'll admit that including plants okay i have a black thumb i think i I have not i've already killed a plant this season i just want to know i feel bad about it okay but you know i feel bad (laughs) i make it i went out and i got more plants Mm -hmm. and they're doing just fine thank you very much i water them every day but i don't talk to them (laughs) i talk to myself i don't need the plant to listen to me (laughs) anyway we move let's move on um Indoor farming is not just limited to cannabis. I mean, this is, a, this is an industry. It's out there. I mean, you know, the farming industry has had to reinvent itself a few times yes. rather than just throwing seeds out onto the, right. the big field and growing it and selling their crop. Right. I mean, it's, it's science and technology now.
1: Yeah. I mean, agriculture was our very first industry. You know, if you go way back to we, we, the first thing we had to figure out was how to feed ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we will <laughs> we'll always have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the world is changing now. Where we're running out of space, we don't have as much arable land, so that's land that's actually good and healthy to actually grow on. We, you may have land, but it doesn't mean you can actually grow on it. Right. Um, and then some people don't have access to that land, so we're going to have to come up with um, ways that we can sustain ourselves in different, you know, in different environments.
0: Right. All right, so let's um, let's walk through a little bit. Of, now, I took the... Um, Initiative, if you will, (laughs) of looking at your video and putting something together that we call B roll. All right. um, Which is basically your pitch deck, which is a video. We'll get into that investment thing in in a second, but I really want you to kind of walk us through this machine that I saw on video that grows plants horizontally. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. So walk me through the – you had to make a prototype, too. Am I-
1: yeah, we, uh, we, we've made uh, – we're on our fifth version right now. We have version five that we're currently growing um, a plant in, and uh, we have a Facebook uh, – Facebook, uh, you know feed so we if, if you go on Facebook or follow us on Instagram you'll see our most recent posts that show the actual version 5 with a plant in it yeah. um, it's not you know,
0: like a live stream of the plant growing though is it no to be clear because okay. yeah, I'm like I really would worry about people who would actually be <laughs> watching the plant grow it's kind of like watching paint dry yeah, yeah, right yeah
1: yeah. no no I don't think there's enough interest for that so, That's right. <laughs> so I hear here we'll do a Facebook live we do Facebook lives every couple of weeks okay and we have the and we just did our first one last week so we're doing another one next week okay um and uh we have the actual unit in the background so you can see it with the plant uh, mm-hmm. in it as well cool
0: um so it's a how many plants i, I saw this this box this yes. rectangular box right. okay yep. so how many plants can you fit inside that rectangular box got
1: you so there's it's one plant per unit okay and the reason why we wanted to stick to one plant per unit is that there are uh Plant count regulations in uh-huh. different states, uh, okay. either for right. residential or medicinal right. flowers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the so the the goal the one of the one of the goals was to make the most out of one plant, um, so that you're under the, that regulation. It helps people that have that right regu- that, that limitation to be mm-hmm. able to increase their yield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is it reduces waste. Um, mm-hmm. the, the more plants that we're growing, it, it it creates waste just to grow those plants. And then you also need a lot of mother plants to have the cuttings to actually supply all those other smaller plants so it's Having one plan is just a more efficient process.
0: Gotcha. Okay, at least for the demonstration, because yes. I'm going to guess that when you're putting together a new business, uh, the word scale comes to mind. Exactly. And I'm guessing that in your plan, somehow, some way, their scale is factored in.
1: Exactly, exactly. So the the goal, I- if you could picture it, you, we could put our units in, in the shelves so if there's someone that already has a vertical stacked arrangement, you could place um, multiple units within the shelf our device is sized differently, so depending on the individual needs of the grower, you might need, um, you, we have a four foot long dimension, so uh-huh. a plant that would grow in four feet in length. Yeah, We have a six foot dimension as well, and we're also um, working on an eight foot dimension for those individuals that have eight foot long racks um,
0: so, is there an advantage to the horizontal grow indoors versus the vertical? Are there? There's definitely differentiators besides the fact that one is this way right. and that way.
1: Yes, definitely. So, there's a there's a huge advantage, and if you really go back to our old tr- uh, plant training methods, we've been training plants to grow horizontal by hand. For millennia, mm-hmm. um, you see people tie tomatoes, you know, along vines. Mm-hmm. You see wine grapes that are tied horizontally, right? Um, as oh, well. Right, right, right. Um, When you're growing indoors, you're typically working with overhead lights, yeah. And the light will come down and hit the very top of the plant. And the further down you go through the plant, the the less light the plant receives. So the goal is to try to take as much of that vegetative, you know, biomass and spread it out so that the light gets to hit.
0: So it's evenly evenly lit? Is that what we're looking for here? Or you're, just you're
1: looking for your canopy, your plant top to be evenly lit. But the difference between what we currently do now with vertical, allowing the plant to grow vertically, because the lights will never be able to really penetrate all the way down to the bottom of the plant, you trim and you cut away those lower branches because mm-hmm. they'll never receive enough light. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what people do now. They, right. And they
0: actually, they're actually, an ancillary industry has emerged where there's Actually, equipment you can buy to trim, besides human trim. Right, 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 right. Right, right. I'm sorry.
1: Um, and there's also um, <clears throat> other, you know, manual ways of, you know, there's there's trellis netting and all types of materials that people use <clears throat> to, to help tie those plants to go, uh, you know, horizontally. But what we're doing is we're doing it with automation. And instead of um, allowing the plant just to grow up straight, where only the very top of the plant gets light, we train the plant to grow sideways so that all of the branches – can
0: revolutionary clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in massachusetts but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular it's their patient first philosophy all day long they teach they educate they communicate about this complicated plant called cannabis sativa That's true whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary clinics where the patient comes first. In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is a video podcast produced by the Pro Cannabis Media Network for the entertainment and education of our audience. All opinions on this show should not be considered medical advice or reflect the opinions of the management of CLNS Media, C-Suite Network, Pro Cannabis Media Group, or its marketing partners.